And now we're recording. All right. <laughs> so this is the Monster Maverick Show, and I'm your host, Neil McSpadden. And uh, this is about all things uh, Splinterlands. So we got a few people percolating in, uh, percolating in. I don't know. We got Krim, we got Fox. Fo I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Fox Coit? Uh, I thought it was Fox Kit. But uh, we got Ron, we got Revised Sociology. Always good to see you guys. And I'm going to drop a link just because I'm a spammer like that uh, over in the over in the Splinterlands Discord. Oh, we got the stream bot in. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, today is May 26th. It is the day after Memorial Day here in the U.S. and uh, 2020. So in the midst of the pandemic, for those of you watching from the future. Uh, that's that's what we're dealing with. Everybody's home, and a lot of people are playing video games, which is great. <laughs> and uh, you know, I always like to take a quick look at the stats uh, from Rafalski's site, which is this guy. I'll go ahead and and post them over for you. And um, the uh, what do you call it? The number of games played. That's that's one of the things I like to look at. And it is holding up there. It's, um, you know, we're at uh, 74,263 ranked games uh, today. Is that today or yesterday? That's yesterday. Okay, which is pretty close to the all-time high of 79,530, uh, which, you know, is good. Um, people are home. People are playing, playing their Splinterlands. And one thing about Ravalski's site here is that I don't think he's updated it to... Um, to what you call it, uh, to the Anytime Tournaments. Uh, so I, d I don't think those numbers are reflected correctly because if we go down to the tournament played, tournaments played, uh, somewhere down here. Oh, I should probably transition so you can see this, huh? There. If you're watching on the stream, then uh, now you can see it. Uh, Delegates, potions, packs. Here's tournaments. So, yeah, starting last week, you know, uh, we had the Anytime Tournaments uh, implemented as, as version 1. So uh, a lot of people have been playing those. And we can see that over in, um, in the completed events section. I mean, the numbers here are just, you know, amazing. So, and that's not being reflected on, on, the, uh, on the site of Rafalski stats. So... Uh, are they any good? That is a good question, Ron. Um, sort of. <laughs> so there, I mean, the, the great thing about the Anytime Tournaments that is working is that you can, you can sign up for a bunch. Uh, most of them are 24 hours. In fact, I think right now all of them are for 24 hours. Um, let's see. Uh, 24, 24, 24. Oh, some of them are longer. 72 hours. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's, let's just look at Anytime Only. So yeah, they're all at least 24 hours, at least at the moment. And um, so you, you sign up for a bunch, and then you log in whenever you log in, whether, you know, like I usually play in the morning after I, when I wake up, uh, which may or may not be the best idea. But um, you log in whenever it is, you know, you might do your quest before, you might do it after, and then uh, you have whatever tournaments you're in available at that time, because it's at least 24 hours, so when you log in, it's there. 
and uh, you play, you, you put in your teams. Um, I've seen as low as nine personally, and as high as um, like nine teams you have to enter, and as high as like twenty that you have to enter, depending on how many other people are in the tournament. So, uh, you know, it takes ten minutes, twenty minutes, something like that to to enter all those things, and then you come back later. So in that respect, it's great because you know, if you don't want to sit there and play a tournament for for two hours for a live tournament then the anytime is is much better and we can see that a lot of people feel that way because well a lot more people are playing um so if we go back to the completed ones uh so anytime tournaments it's like 300 400 200 140 uh 477 198 and if we go to the single elimination the numbers are lower uh there's still some um, 182 uh there was a big uh a big one with winning the summoner amplified brokerage got 524 players in it uh 200 so um so yeah more people are playing the anytime tournaments so in in that respect they're good the bad parts is that version one has problems um so we have problems you know as always with bots uh, we have problems with the with the ranking system. So the the major major flaws that we have right now are that uh, like if there's an un, let, let's say the the tournament population is separated into eight groups, and then the number of players in each group, if it's not divisible by eight, will be uneven. So then you could have somebody who wins like goes ten and zero and loses to somebody who went eleven and zero because of the way the, the ranking system for the tournament is, works. So that needs to be fixed. Um, we have issues with uh, the no-shows um, coming in and, and skewing the stats. So what I actually found out uh, myself, just uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I was, I was loaded into an anytime tournament. Um, I was one of the later entrants, so you know I could when I, when I hit my team, when I submitted it, the uh the battle actually processed and like out of the first four i lost two so and i look at the stats of the of the leaderboard is like well if i lost two there's no way that i can uh, i can even really place so i didn't even bother submitting the rest of the teams uh it was just just would have been a waste of time and then so whoever i matched up against after that uh would have gotten an automatic win and you know should that have counted eh, maybe maybe not so you know there's definitely a, a ranking problem and, a, and an incentive problem there. So um, I think uh, one, of the th one of the things that uh, we've been talking about in, in the Discord has been about um, multi-round. So uh, multi-round would solve a lot of these issues. Uh, so, you know, like the first 24 hours would be like round one, 24 hours after that would be round two, maybe 24 hours after that would be round three. And you'd have some sort of cutoff. So uh, let's say it's just 50%. So round one, everybody plays. And the top 50% go on to round two. Uh, and then you have another t anytime tournament with those, uh, with, with that smaller group. And then, you know, you fractionate it down. So that would help in that the no-shows would just be cut out in the first, uh, in the first elimination. And then, you know, your, your specific ranking on that first go-around wouldn't matter so much as long as you made the cut. Uh, so that would help solve the incentive problem. Um, you know, there, there's the, 
the ongoing issues that people have had with the um, you know experts being matched up against noobs so uh, that has not been solved uh, but you know with the with the proposed changes to the league system that might get fixed um, so I mean that's a very long answer to saying are they any good they're decent it's a good start uh, I would say um, but they definitely have a ways to go before they're really um, viable for for uh, <laughs> for the masses um, but still you know it's it is it is working you know like I said we've got um, uh, you know 400 500 people playing in these anytime tournaments or I should say 400 500 accounts right because you know maybe half that people playing and um, uh, you know when we look at that compared to the total population of people of, uh, of accounts playing you know we got the the active users here which is hanging out around uh, let's see hanging out around uh, let's see latest one is 4400 so you know 10 12 percent of accounts are playing anytime tournaments so that's that's pretty good actually I think and then you know if there's big prizes you'll get like spikes in in that in that ratio so um, overall I'm 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 happy with version one and I can't wait for versions two three four <laughs> for that to uh, to be to become better so yeah that's kind of that's kind of where we're at um, let's see am I entered at any uh, yeah so I mean if you're watching the stream I'll just I'll just do a couple real quick uh, we got a golden rule so gold cards a bronze league tournament no legendary summoners and you just click entered like that and I have 13 battles remaining and I can see that uh, the top guy are monsters who I've never heard of before is 10 to 0 so if uh, if there's going to be 13 battles, you know, I need to do pretty well. And we can look at the details. We can say that uh, the top 32 are going to get some kind of prize. And there's 230. Uh, no Crim Slurp. No. Uh, I turned that off. So the top 32 out of, so out of 230, so whatever that percentage is, you know, 15%, 14%, something like that, will get a prize. So I just click Next Battle and then it pops up at some point <laughs> it's all in love grim so here i just get uh, an enemy found right and i'll make my team it's a slow it's no no range and i've got fire life and death so i'm gonna go with life Oh, I have no summoners. Great. <laughs> this is a gold league. Oh, man. Is it gold untamed? Because I don't have much untamed. Crap. Uh, what? Gold rule anytime. No your summoners. Details. All additions. I, I should have some... Except the Haiti bits. <laughs> I do have some gold summoners. I don't know why I'm not seeing them. 
So I've had to do this a couple times, where I go to, I guess they're all legendary, I don't know. Untamed. Uh, uh, let's send a Melric over. Delegate. We're doing it live. I feel like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> My gold summoners got forked. That would be a problem. Alright. There we go. We got Malric. I got 38. Uh, so let's do slow. Let's do an ogre. Let's do that. I don't know anything about Bronze League, so that's kind of a problem. Uh, let's do a dwarf. Get rid of that. Chain goal first. Yeah, there's no heals, there's no nothing. Let's do some magic. And sure, whatever. <laughs> hey Steve R. Steve R82. Let's join in. Foggy bottom, saw you come in. Thanks for joining. Uh, I was just trying to answer Ron's question about whether the anytime tournaments are good or not so then i got this notice saying my team has taken the field and then that's it and then um if my opponent has submitted a team i can watch the battle uh <laughs> well live for one anyway um or you know i can, so if if my opponent has submitted then i can watch that battle or i can just skip it and go on to the next one so uh, you can see in the in the log that I have submitted team one of thirteen, and uh, yeah, you just keep doing that. So you know, it's it's like I said, it's decent. It's a, it's a good start, um, but those those problems do need to be fixed because you know uh, in the um, like if you're if you're like eight and one and you lose to a guy who's um, who's nine and and two then you know i can see people being upset and uh if multiple fuck it says if multiple rounds don't solve no shows jarvis deposit ideal is a bad deposit returned if battles are played sure that can work um you know it incentivizes uh people to show up but um i, I really think the multi-round will will solve the vast majority of the no-show problem because it's, it's not like there's 50 percent no-shows so you know as long as you make that cutoff threshold uh, right, then then it should be fine. Of course, then you have to have no shows on the second round for actual people having scheduling conflicts. Uh, yeah, it was confused. The one game, it went 12 and 1 and lost to guys that got one more game than me. Yeah, that's because of the unevenness of the groupings. And, oh, losing my stream. Am I back? Uh, lost you for a second okay yeah my internet here at home even though it's fiber it kind of sucks so <laughs> uh i don't know what to do with that i gotta fix i gotta call at&t or whatever because it just cuts out randomly sometimes uh for like you know, 10 seconds and it's just it's just annoying enough to be really noticeable um 
so yeah, so you know, if you were twelve and one and somebody went thirteen and one, uh, then you would lose, even though you didn't even have the opportunity to play thirteen games. So so that that needs to be, you know, solved. And you know, the multi round, if if the the groupings aren't even, that will not solve the problem uh, because the groupings can remain uneven throughout the tournament. Um, so that that will need some some thinking. Got to put in our thinking caps, you know. My uh, <laughs> my daughters watch Winnie the Pooh, so you know it's like think, think, think. Um, so yeah, that that is incredibly frustrating. And uh, you know when when the guy who beat you won some of those battles from no shows, that's extra frustrating. And I've had that happen to me. So um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's not there yet. Uh, you know, Ron says he's going to wait uh, till you know things are are fixed a bit. And I can understand that. So as far as as far as waiting goes, you know, you know, the team is now larger than just Yabba for coding, which is great. Um, so I don't know how the timeline is going to be affected by the hive transition. So like I said, today's May 26th and uh, the team announced last week that they were going to be transitioning June 1st or sooner, uh, depending on how. Uh, you know the how things go now. I did see some some tweets um, Still 10 deck to get in and winning a lot. That's great. You know glad uh, that's working out for you I have not won anything yet Because <laughs> uh, you know my my play style is not really geared towards um, towards tournaments at all, but uh, Yeah, we'll have to see how that how that develops uh, So yeah, so Splitterlands is moving to Hive officially uh, June 1st at the latest and uh, you know that was was uh, precipitated finally by the Hard Fork 23 on Steam where you know those you know the funds were seized from uh, some of those some of those funds that were seized were from players of Splinterland so you know uh, it's understandable that uh, they can't uh, countenance that kind of behavior so you know they're moving and and hive is obviously the easiest thing to transition to requires very little in the way of changes so uh that's that's what they're doing and um one thing i learned over the past week is that if you created a new account through splinterlands.com uh, a hive account was already created for you so uh you're set there if you created a steam account in the interim and then just added on you know uh logged into splinterlands and bought the summoner spellbook then you probably have to replicate your account over on Hive. So uh, if anybody's done that, you might want to uh, be aware of that. In fact, I have to check if any of my accounts <laughs> are like that. So um, yeah, I mean this this whole thing, you know, with with the the hostile takeover and the, the Hive split and all of that stuff uh, has pushed back development on everything, uh, including Splinterlands. So uh, probably by you know two months. So the things that were coming are uh, are still coming, but uh, later. So you know, uh, I think Ag was saying lands you know middle of middle to end of the summer. So it's probably gonna be more like uh, Q three, Q four kind of thing, uh, which is gonna be the biggest uh, the biggest shift in in game development. Um, so. You know, I was I was doing a little bit of social media browsing, and uh, you know, Dap Review put up 
uh, this contest, which is fun. Sp I, I'm you know spon sponsored by the Splinterlands, and you know they added the Steam and Hive stuff uh, a week or two ago, and you know obviously they ranked Splinterlands as one of the one of the top uh, DAPs. Yeah, this whole fight is a bummer. I wanted land and crafting, but I have more time to save up funds. That's true, and you know the the uh, price of Dark Energy Crystals, which is now going to be the only in-game currency, um, has been uh, doing kind of okay. So these are the uh, the outputs from from Gerbot's deck USD command, which he made, which saves me a lot of a lot of heartache. <laughs> Uh, we can see it's been it's been stable-ish, you know, between six and eight uh, cents per thousand, or tenths of a cent per per thousand, and um, you know the the uh, steam engine chart and the hive engine chart have different amounts of history, so that's why they look so different. But they've been tracking um, fairly well, you know. I'm sure some people have been arbitraging those uh, those opportunities, hopefully using B swap because it's you know a quarter of the of the cost of moving funds back and forth and uh, if you haven't done that if you haven't checked that out there is the link for that uh, and I actually have a video on it on my blog somewhere about how to use it so don't use <laughs> if you can avoid using steam engine or hive engine directly for deposits because it's just it's just expensive you're paying one percent in and out um, whereas if you use B-Swap, it's 0.25% in and 2.25% out. So just a little recommendation there. So deck price has been holding out okay. Um, you know, a lot of that is buying by the actual Splinterlands, uh, you know, accounts. Um, and, you know, that's for a couple things. So part of the, part of the shift over to Hive is that you know, all funds are going to be converted into dark energy crystals. You know, if you if you make a purchase, um, like you know, with credits or with crypto or whatever, all those funds are going to be transferred. Are going to be buying dark energy crystals and then um, using dark energy crystals to to purchase the card on the market. So that should increase uh, trading volume quite a bit on dark energy crystals. And I think the result of that will be um, a little bit. Of you know, additional buying pressure and and just having the higher volume will be stabler. Uh, so I think that's actually going to be a good move as far as uh, Splinterlands goes uh, to just focus on the one thing. So note, so you won't be getting payouts in all different kinds of currencies. You'll just be getting dark energy crystals. And, um, you know, of course, people then turn around and sell those dark energy crystals for, you know, Hive or or whatever on, on Steam Engine or Hive Engine. Um, you know, I think that was my desktop uh, notification. Got my braid ads. Um, <laughs> just to make sure Krim doesn't go crazy. Uh, so it's it's an open question at this point as to whether people will be um, will be using Steam Engine uh, for Dark Energy Crystals going forward, or if all the activity will go over to Hive Engine. Uh, I'm assuming that they will they will leave in place the mechanics to transfer Dark Energy Crystals to Steam Engine, because uh, why not? But, um, but yeah, that's, that'll be interesting. Uh, Steve asks, uh, do you think that move will hurt the market for buys? Um, not 
a lot no um because you know for the for the customers <laughs> uh for the, well you know Krim, i like getting my my tokens my basic attention tokens so um, I also like to uh, reward my um, my websites that are verified content producers. So I, I leave the, the Brave ads on. That's just me. Um, so yeah, will people like getting Dark Energy Crystals, you know, compared to Steam or SBDs? Uh, probably there's like a marginal effect there where um, some sellers won't like getting Dark Energy Crystals because it does uh, increase the transaction cost because um, you know you if you're not going to be using that internally to the ecosystem if you want to cash out in any kind of way then you have to transfer you have to sell the dark energy crystals for either hive p or steam p and then you have to uh, oh turn off the sounds yeah i should probably do that <laughs> um, so then you have steam p or hive p and then you have to either withdraw those and pay uh, a, a fee, or you could then, you know, tr transfer those to one of the other peg tokens like EOSP or BTCP or swap dot whatever. Uh, and then, but e regardless, whenever you withdraw that, you're paying a withdrawal fee. So, you know, you are, so you're paying 5% to, uh, as, a, as a listing fee regardless, and then you are paying an additional percentage either 0.25 or 1%, um, you know, to the engines. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if if you look at the 1% increase, 5% to 6%, I mean, that's a 20% increase in fees. So, uh, you know, that, that will have some kind of marginal effect on, on sellers, and I can understand, uh, you know, if they're not terribly happy about that. But flip side is that everything's much simpler. Um <laughs> Yeah, the other major coin markets on the exchanges are bad. That is that is true. There is no depth to like any of the swap coins. If you go to if you get a Hive Engine, uh, let's look for one. Swap.hive, uh, swap.steam. Uh, let's look at B, sure. Swap.btc, for example. There is virtually no liquidity. So if you wanted to cash out to Bitcoin, then, you know, good luck, basically. <laughs> you, you're, you're way better off, um, you know, selling for swap.hive and then cashing that out and selling that for, um, for Bitcoin. So we actually had a couple trades today. That's kind of amazing. But look at that jump. I mean, from twenty nine eight fifty five to thirty five four seventy two. I mean, that's that spread is crazy, and that's because there's just no liquidity. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a hassle. So, um, you know, will that will that in in the end will it affect the the sellers? Well, I mean, where else are they going to sell it? You know, <laughs> um, they can they can sell it on OpenSea through Ethereum. But there's not much much transactions going on there. Uh, I'm not sure if the individual cards can be sold on Tron or not. And of course, you know, Hivers hate Tron anyway, so that's probably a no-go. Uh, I don't know. But uh, you know, so if they're going to continue to to buy and s 
sell cards and and play the game and sell the rewards and all that kind of stuff i think that's going to continue so it's it's sort of a uh, uh a captive audience there uh but speaking of selling cards uh, yeah i talked to uh steve says he talked to peak monsters guys about doing a third party market i've talked to jarvie about that as well and it's just a whole lot of at least the impression that i've had gotten from from jarvie is that it's it's a whole lot of uh, extra development work for probably not a whole lot of uh, profitability so um, I if they do develop something like that I think it's going to be down down the line quite a bit you know they're they're doing great with peak D uh, you know if you look at well if we look at dap review uh, dap review.com I think uh, let's see Oh, dap.review. Dap.review. Products, home, explore, recommended. Where's their rankings? Ranking, ranking, rankings. I don't know. All right, let's just go say to the daps. <laughs> that one I know. So here, you know, peak D is number three. And uh, Steemit is number eight. <laughs> I actually, and Hivelog is number six. So, you know, with, uh, when Splinterlands moves over, you know, that's one, number one, number three, number six, um, all ahead of uh, Steemit.com in terms of, uh, you know, users and rankings and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be focusing more of their efforts on, on Peak D than peak monsters now uh jarvi uh has been talking about so at first they were saying it's like well the rental market uh is you know it's the most complicated thing and uh it's definitely not going to be the first priority for uh for the transition over to hive but um you know he's been saying lately that uh you know some of the stuff we talked about last week when he was on the show that uh you know possibly just pricing everything in in dark energy crystals and everything will make things simpler and might mean that they will be able to implement something fairly soon on the on the transition. You know, Asgarth is as much as as productive as he is. Uh, he is only one guy, so he's only got so many hours in the day to code stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and they are actually turning off uh, new rentals uh, either today or tomorrow or shortly. Um, so you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see how the whole uh, how the whole rental market works out, but as far as as far as card sales go, you know, if you see the the market cap picture here, uh, it's been on a nice little uptrend. You know, typically I look at my own uh, my own uh, collection as a uh, as a barometer, just because I have a very broad uh, selection of cards, and it's it's a little bit underweighted and untamed, but uh, yeah, you still get the idea. So, you know, a week ago. Uh, the market prices value was at like sixty-six thousand, and now up to seventy-five thousand. So that's a nice little, nice little bump in the last week or so. And uh, I think a lot of that has to do with um, the un the anytime tournaments. Uh, just a lot more activity going on. People buying more cards to compete, and uh, you know, J six nine is spinning up another <laughs> another set of bots. Um, uh, Steve says he tends to sell my gold. A lot of stuff got bought up last week. That's that's great. 
Um, so yeah, and um, you know that obviously doesn't even count. You know, private deals. It's just uh, whatever's gone through the marketplaces, whether it be the official um, st- st- splitalliance.com marketplace or through Peak. Um, I'm not sure how they record Monster Market. Uh, we'll see. So, so yeah, things are things are looking okay. Um, you know, maybe maybe the move to Hive is is going to be the thing to recover back to all-time highs. Uh, you know, pushing beyond that to to you know huge new heights. You know, a moonshot uh, will will I think require uh, you know, some of the things we've talked about over the weeks of bringing in the new players. Uh, so you know, we're still. We're still lacking in that area, and uh, you know the whole split thing has been a giant distraction as far as as far as that is concerned. So you know, I was thinking about that earlier today, and I just went on YouTube and wanted to look for, uh, you know, are people making videos? Are people watching videos on on Splinterlands? You know, so I I just did a search. Uh, apparently one of the Borderlands expansion packs is called Splinterlands, so I had to su- subtract out the, uh, <laughs> the Borderlands results. But, um, yeah, I mean, these are, the, these are the top videos, you know, the most watched videos. 3.8 thousand views, uh, 1,800 views, 1,100 views, and down from there. So that's, that's not a huge amount. Um, then if we go over to Steam Monsters... Then uh, the top result is actually how to double your money every two weeks with Steam, with Steam Monsters. Yeah, I mean, I make them too, Steve, and, and there's not a whole lot of, of viewers out there. So, um, you know, however you cut it, at least on YouTube, not too many people watching, uh, watching videos about, um, about Steam Monsters. Hey, Patient Zero, welcome. Um... And then if we go to if we go to Twitter, we'll just do a search. Uh, you know, what uh, are we seeing much activity? You know, we got um, we got one one retweet, or sorry, four retweets, uh, eight likes. Uh, we got four likes. We got no likes, no likes. We got no likes, one like. So. Uh, my YouTube is... What is my YouTube? <laughs> I should probably know, right? My channel... Uh, there's my YouTube channel. All kinds of uh, random stuff. I was actually talking about this with LP Faust uh, the other day. About how, you know, I have, like, many different, mo- like, areas of topic. Uh, so, you know, I... I I do the show, so I have Splinterland stuff that I talk about, uh, crypto stuff in general, financial, tax, uh, that kind of thing, um, you know, homesteading and, and uh, uh, paleo eating and just, you know, different topic areas. And I know from an SEO perspective, it's terrible to combine stuff like that, but I just don't care. So <laughs> people can follow or not, and they don't have to watch everything. So, uh, you know, take your pick. Uh, ah, here we go. I got two likes on my Maverick, Monster Maverick Show replay. So, um, yeah, there's just not, not a lot of awareness in the general 
cryptosphere ecos, uh, gaming ecos, you know, uh, uh, gaming communities about that, even though it's number one in crypto. So, uh, you know, it always goes back to that. Like we need, we need to bring in gamers and, uh, and those players rather than crypto people, because there's just not, not enough mass there to create any kind of mass adoption. And that's what we need in order to see, you know, those prices, you know, uh, shoot to the roof. You know, whatever the current edition is will always be uh, limited to that $2 average uh, price or really $1.70 or so when you factor in the bulk uh, purchases of packs. But, you know, the older editions should increase. And the... Uh, <laughs> and... Just like if you look at Magic the Gathering or, or Hearthstone or whatever, uh, those older editions, you know, cost a lot more. And that is the correct way of, of doing things. So, all that is to say, we got to get more people. Uh, what is Zagrid saying? Uh, oh, talking about the Minneapolis thing. Uh can't get over how hard it's, it seems to find players when we have such a good setup for playing game to make crypto then post about playing to get more crypto yeah i mean it's true but um is what it is i mean hive or steam or you know whatever blockchain you want to look at is is complicated you know you got to set up an account you got to figure out your keys you got to install keychain if you want to do things remotely quickly um and then you've got all these different wallets. You've got a you've got an in-game wallet. You've got a Hive Engine wallet. You've got a Hive wallet, and all those three things are different, uh, but they're connected. And then, if you want to actually use some of that money for whatever else, then you gotta somehow get into a more marketable currency, whether it's uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, and then transfer that to uh, to U.S. dollars. And so. There's a lot of steps, um, and that definitely needs to be simplified. Um, you know, gamers in general are, are, you know, tend to get into the details of things. Um, but, you know, just, just getting to uh, playing the game and making that functional, I, I think we need to find a way that is easier. And I don't know what that looks like, um, but I'm open to, to hearing people's ideas. Oh, uh, before I forget, so, <laughs> you know, Biz wanted some, some cat, some cute cat pictures, so that's my cute cat pictures, uh, for, for this particular show. <laughs> Anywho, um, so, uh, I did have a, a request from the, uh, from the Discord channel about speculating about the next, uh, summoner, uh, so two parts to that. What is the next summoner going to be? What is its ability is going to be? And how long is it going to take to get there? So, uh, as, as you know from the having promotion, you know, 50,000 packs basically got front-loaded uh, out of the, uh, the 100,000 to reach the next summoner. And I really thought that the pack sales were just going to fall off a cliff. Um, and they have, but not as badly as I thought. So water uh, I don't think water is going to be it so I'll talk about water uh, for a second here um, so you know I was one of the five uh, one of the six Kickstarter backers to uh, to reach the level where I could you know submit my ideas 
for Summoner, and mine was Water. And the reason for that is just because, for whatever reason, uh, when I open packs, I just got heavy concentrations of water. I have more water for like alphas than any other splinter. And, uh, you know, I got more, more gold foil legendary, um, you know, frost giants and, and things like that than anything else. And I'm not particularly great with water, but hey, no, got to lean into it. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, the, you know, for, for the for the summoner um, specifications, what we did is you know we gave people a name, we gave the team a name, um, and we said you know uh, what we gave a little biographical background, and then we said okay I want the abilities to be you know like this. So um, they uh, <laughs> what they do with that you know is is up to them because that's not like a guarantee that you're getting those those abilities so you know my my water summoner was basically like um like a stronger version of malric you know or sorry of alric you know it was just you know strong magic and um what i wanted to do actually was so so the the, the background of my character was that uh, he was a he was a regular summoner in the in the water school and then he's on a boat and he falls off the boat he goes overboard he's drowning in the water and he's trying, he's trying, he's trying to, to surface, but, you know, he can't. And as he's dying, the, the, um, the focus that he gains in that moment transforms his magical summoning ability. So, uh, what I, so because of that, what I wanted to do is, like, I want to have, like, minus one health to your team, and, but, like, plus four uh, on the magic. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um... You know, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. So, what I think uh, is going to be next is probably going to be either Earth or Life. So, Earth, I just think, uh, based on the sequence of of cards in the Untamed. So, like in Alpha, the like the numbers of the cards went, you know, Fire, Water, Earth, Life, Death, and then Dragons. And then in Untamed, for whatever reason. It goes death, life, fire, water, earth. So if they're just doing the odds, if they're just doing like one, one, three, which would be, uh, which would be, um, you know, death, then fire, and then the next one would be five, would be would be earth, you know, the green team, and maybe they were the weaker teams. Um, that there might be something to that, uh, but I did a little search in um, in the Kickstarter channel. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Earth in Kickstarter. And here we got uh, Eco Instance uh, specification that he submitted. So, um, you know, so he suggested uh, replant uh fertilize or prune so i don't think any of those are going to be um in there a prune maybe uh i don't think they're going to make any new abilities out of it you know so far everything we've seen has been just a, a reorganization of buffs or debuffs that already existed so i don't think they're going to be coding any new stuff uh but it might be called guardian of the forest um you know uh you know Prune is really the same as Rust, so they might go with that. Um, what else would would Earth do? You know, they're probably going to lean into uh, 
the, the earth strengths. So, you know, something having to do with health, whether it's a heal. Uh, like, imagine... <laughs> this would be OP as fuck. But uh, uh, imagine every, every card on an earth team had tank heal or something like that. Um, that would be too much. But... <laughs> But, you know, the, the legendary summoners so far, you know, the seven mana uh, summoners have been really strong. Um, you know, Mimosa is fantastic. Yodenzaku is great. Uh, you know, having blast on everything. And, um, uh, you know, with, uh, with Mimosa, having affliction on all your enemies just automatically is, is great. You know, it wipes out an earth team that relies on healing. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, whatever it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Um, as far as how long it's going to take to get there, so we are at... Uh, we have 30,000 packs to go. And I maxed mine out as well, Steve. Um, so we have 30,000 packs to go, and we're averaging... Uh, let's, let's just look at the last week. Uh, 5, 19... Let's see. Do, do, do. Potions, packs. Start. Let's get rid of all this other stuff. Oops. Okay, so. Average in seven days. Uh, 798 a day. So if we're doing. Let's just call it 800. So if we have 30,000 to go, divided by 800. So that's uh, 37 more weeks. Uh, do you think they would have contacted me if water was up next? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they just would have, you know, done whatever they were going to do and say, here you go. Um, I think I do get, like, a, a copy of... I don't know if I get a max copy or what. Um, I'd have to go back to the Kickstarter and look. Um, but yeah, at the current, at the current rates, um, we're looking at a while. Like, you know whatever 37 weeks is nine months um before we hit that uh before we hit that hundred thousand i don't think it's gonna be that long uh but i would not be surprised to see to have it take longer than the two to three to four months that we've seen for the last two uh just because you know the the having promotion just pulled all that demand forward into that fifty thousand. so you know that fifty thousand normally would have been spread out throughout time uh but now it's into the into the halfing uh, promo, and then demand is just lower. Uh, Thirty-seven days. Is that days? Uh, oh, eight hundred a day. You're right. <laughs> Thirty-seven days. So uh, even so, I'm. It's gonna be a bit longer than I think than we've seen for the last two, because um, we've already had like a month. Uh, into uh, into Yodin. Um, so yeah, less than nine months, more than one month. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then for life, uh, let's see, let's see if I can find, let's see, if I can find the uh, the description. Unless uh, Bubkey looks like. Uh, uh, canon characters will be added to the Kickstarter. Oh, that was 
Triceratops Dragon. Eh, I can't find it real easily. Untamed cards, just so cheap in the market. Hard to buy packs, not just cards. That's that's definitely true. Um, when uh, if we go to buy packs over on Peak, we can see that you know the the average the average value of a pack is way below its cost. So you know that dis disincentivizes uh, buying packs unless you're just really speculating that that packs will become worth more. Uh, in fact, one thing I haven't looked at recently is alpha and beta packs on Steam Engine. Uh, let's do alpha. Uh, what was it? Ah, that was my reminder that in 10 minutes the Scaredy Cat Investing Show is on. So he comes up next, and uh, <laughs> we were actually uh, talking on the Leo Roundtable earlier today about all things market related so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what he has to say coming up at five o'clock so yeah the betas are going for three bucks a pack and alphas are going for uh 20 bucks wow i think i have one alpha pack <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder if Hive Engine has any yet. Hive Engine Alpha. Yeah, I see that. Let's see. Wow. Oh, there's no sell orders. <laughs> so if you look at the headline numbers on Alpha, he's like, wow, what a deal. It's only three bucks on Hive Engine. But uh, you scroll down a little bit, and you see that uh, there is no supply. <laughs> Literally none. So yeah, that'll be cool. Um, you know, if you're looking to dump your, your steam, you know, Alpha might be a good place to park it. Uh, because they're, they ain't making any more. And we've got uh, about 5,000... Uh, alpha packs available right around 100 steam uh, like 8,000 really right around there and uh, yeah might be might be worth a flyer if if you're looking to dump your steam anyway you know I, I dumped a lot of my steam into dark engine crystals and um, into uh, D city so uh, you know I've got about 2 million dark energy crystals right now and my my guess is that so th this is total speculation just want to make that clear up front uh total speculation is that the um the lands are going to be somewhere on the order of a million dark energy crystals maybe not to start but like um you know there's going to be different upgrades and and crafting requirements and all that stuff i think it's going to be like a million all in um just because of the round number sort of effect so it might be like 10,000 to buy your first little piece and then 50,000 on top of that and then you know, scaling up. Um, uh, so that's just that's just total guess on my part. But um, that's that's what I think. And, um, you know, that is going to shift demand for cards from from what Ag has said. It's going to shift demand for cards quite a bit just because the different cards will be useful in different ways 
So, you know, I like to pick on the uh, the Android <laughs> just because uh, it gets no love at all. The rusty Android. Uh, he's been around forever. He's a decent card, I mean, especially in the low and low uh, leagues. Um, you know, he's a pretty decent tank. But just just no value to him at all. And part of that's because he's a rewards card, but uh, just <laughs> not doesn't get any love from the play. And uh, so yeah, I think cards like that will have some some featured benefits uh, in, under under the land crafting. But again, that's quite a ways away. Um, you know, another thing I haven't looked at recently is Kyokiz's, uh list for the um, uh, for the rewards cards just because I've just been stockpiling you know whatever I get and, and not really paying much attention uh, but Furious Chicken's actually going to be running out soon Fallen Spectre, Fallen Spectre is a great card especially with Mimosa uh, Beetle Queen, I don't see a whole lot of uh, Naga Windmaster is very useful uh, so those are those are four cards that are going to be running out here in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, might be worth uh, taking a look at those, especially Naga Windmaster. She's really useful. Uh, let's see, what's she going for right now? Windmaster. They have 45 cents for a rare reward card. That's not bad. Or no, 4.5 cents. Uh, So if we compare that to other um, other rewards. Let's see, reward rare. I wish uh, Peak had has impl had implemented a um, an in print <laughs> kind of uh, filter. But you know, by organizing them in terms of price, you can kind of see what's most popular there. And Naga's, you know, middle of the pack, which is pretty good. And, you know, once she runs out, yeah, uh, Revised Sociology says he bought 50 chickens a while back. It does those legendary death things. Uh, yeah, before Mimosa, the Fallen Spectre was too weak because, like, a single magic reflect would just kill it. But now, with Mimosa having Void on all the cards, it survives, and it's way more useful. Uh, but that's a, it's a, even so, that's a pretty specialized combination. Uh, Windmaster is, is useful a lot of times, and the Furious Chicken is useful in almost every match. I haven't looked at uh, Jassic's uh, latest post about um, you know which cards are used with which frequency, but Furious Chicken is always way up there. And if you get a gold one, then you get the you get the um, basically a free a free hit uh, you know absorber, and um, and you get the 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 ten percent dark energy crystal generation bonus, so gotta love those. Uh, you know, I, I do as much as is reasonable. I do um, you know as much gold as possible. Uh, yeah, use like death combo a lot also. Yeah, I mean if it, if it's like mana over twenty and it's a death, then I'm playing mimosa. That's <laughs> just how it is. And similar on uh, on the fire team, if it's like twenty. 25 or higher uh, I'm playing Yodin Zaku uh, just because the uh, the you know having those those broad 
uh, abilities on the summoners, you know, like all blast and all void and all that kind of stuff, is just totally worth it. A free hit, I mean that you know it's uh, it can absorb uh, a hit, like uh, you know, because it's got the the health to do it. Gold cards do not have extra abilities; they just improve your 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 deck winnings if you win. So it's the same exact card, but uh, you know, like uh, a gold furious chicken starts at level three, so you automatically get one melee, and then I think it's two health, something like that. Uh, let's look at furious chicken. Let's look at the gold. Uh, no, level one still has just one health. Uh, but yeah, you get the one melee just off the bat for uh, <laughs> uh, for the gold Furious Chicken, because it starts at level 3. Um, you know, if you get up to level 8, you get two melee, so hey. You know, there, there's nothing more satisfying than winning a match with a hit by a Furious Chicken on your opponent, because it's just like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean... Just just for the deck bonus alone, they're great for for renting out. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. But you know, we'll have to see how the rental market evolves over the next, you know, a couple weeks. Um, I'm honestly surprised that uh, that you know Steam has not made Splatoon's move sooner. But uh, you know, I I have seen that uh, Steamit.com is is censoring the the post by Splinterlands. Uh, to <laughs> that they're moving. So uh, let's see if I can. Is it under Splinterlands or Steam Monsters? Let's see if I can find this. Uh, yeah, so on the Splinterlands account, if you look at steamit.com, you can't find the announcement. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're, they're censoring that post already. But uh, it is now 4.59 and the uh, next show up is Scaredy Cat, and that's all the time I have for right now. So uh, thank you all for, for hanging out with me for an hour, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>